Hello, Westside Family Church. It is great to see you today. You're enthusiastic. I appreciate that. If you're enthusiastic, I'll be that much more enthusiastic. Yeah? You want some of this? Give me some of that. Super excited. All right. Excited to see you here at Lenexa Speedway. Those of you watching online, how amazingly beautiful it is to see our children and our students engaged in this unshakable mission. We got a lot of our students down here. Let's give it up for them as well as the children. It's so great to see them join us. See, the bottom line is that unshakable is not fundamentally about a number. It is fundamentally about each and every person taking a step closer in their relationship with Jesus Christ and engaging their lives in the expansion of the kingdom of God. This is the purpose for why we are here. So this is called Commitment Sunday. And for those of you who have happened into Westside as your first Sunday, you've actually chosen a great Sunday because the power of the message is not going to come from my voice today. It's going to come from an object lesson. And the object lesson is watching with your very eyes a church when it is rallying and united around a common mission. And if you look at that and say, that's the kind of place I would become a part of, then you have come to the right place and the right time. Back in 1976, there was a group of 29 people who gathered in a room. We're going to show you a picture of those 29 people garbed in 1976 apparel. And uh, they established a vision for what has become Westside Family Church. And I wonder if they saw that, saw what we see today. Uh, They sacrificed so that this might happen. And they may or may not have seen all of this coming about. Now, 46 years later, here we are today. And in four years, we'll be 50 years old as a church. And what we are about to embark on, I'm convinced with all of my heart, has the potential of changing the trajectory of our very city. And I wonder if 50 years from now, if the Lord tarries, if there is not a group of people uh, standing up for Westside Family Church and shows a picture of us and the sacrifice we made to carry on the mission of God. So today is Commitment Sunday, and every one of you has received a commitment card, a white one for adults and a blue one for uh, students, and I want to encourage you to pull this out because this is the primary uh, action item from this service today, and uh, this is designed to represent a bold and courageous, unshakable, step of unshakable faith. And I have to tell you, I woke up this morning super excited about what I know God is going to do. And part of that is because I have great confidence in you. I really do. If you are watching online, you can very much participate uh, in this experience. Go to unshakable.church slash commit or simply click on the link and it will lead you to the commitment uh, card. Now, When the leadership of the church evaluated our last 46 years, we boiled down sort of a summary of our 46 years with this statement. God's hand of favor and protection has been on this church. It has been on this church. That's the number one summary we have uh, for this last 46 years. The question is why? Well, one, God does whatever God wants to do. 
It says in the scripture, he blesses whom he wants to bless. And this is a good lesson for us that we don't always have to understand why God does something. He's God. But if we look at the history of this church, my summary would be one of the reasons why God's hand of favor and blessing is upon this church is because over the 46 years, this church, like very few, has kept the focus on Jesus Christ. And even though the church a couple of times has veered to the right or to the left, the leadership always brought us back and centered us on Jesus. I think number two, this church has always been about the big C church. In John chapter 17, Jesus prayed to the Father before his crucifixion. I pray, Father, that they are one as we are one. And we have taken that serious as a church. We see rising tides raise all, raises all boats, all ships, and we have been uh, very instrumental in seeing churches unite in Kansas City uh, for the sake of the kingdom of God. And I think that puts a smile of favor upon the face of Jesus. I think number three, we are, um, we are um, not full of ourselves. Um, if you are around these people, we don't have an attitude that we are, um, we are like somebody. We're only somebody because of Jesus Christ, and it's really come out of seasons of brokenness that this church recognizes that it is only through the power and strength of God, and the scripture tells us that God can take humility, and he can do some amazing things with that, and so I believe because of God's grace, his hand of favor, that he is entrusting upon us one of the most unique and powerful missions of the church that I have seen in my lifetime. And I just want to say, I love my church. How about you? Do you love your church? Have I told you lately that I love you? Have I told you lately that I love you? Have I told you Jesus is the only one above you? You fill my heart with gladness. You take away my sadness. You ease my trouble, that's what you do. Yeah. All right, come on. <clears throat> All right, enough of that. Turn to Acts chapter 20. And if you brought your unshakable guide, I'm going to ask you for the final time to hold it up over your head so I can take attendance of who's spiritual in this place, all over the place. I can see you at Speedway. Yes, I can. Those of you online, great. Turn to page 36 in our final message called Unshakable Generosity. We've been looking at the book of Acts because this is an ancient book that chronicles the, rise, the birth and the rise of the first century church. And we're studying it because we believe that what God did in the first century, he wants to do again in the 21st century. So over this series, we looked at chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 4, chapter 9, chapters 10 through 12, and today we're going to wrap up in chapter 20. So if you brought your Bibles, you can turn to Acts chapter 20. And in the setting of this story, we see the Apostle Paul, who is the one who's primarily responsible in this season of the story for bringing the church to the ends of the earth, the commission of Jesus, back in chapter 1 and verse 8, that he is huddled up together with the leaders of the church at Ephesus, and he has this to say to them in verse 25. Listen up. He says, and now I know that none of you to whom I have preached the kingdom will ever see me again. This is the last time that he will speak to them 
And so these are his last words. It is from here that he will ultimately journey back to Rome, be imprisoned, and his history tells us will be beheaded for his faith in Jesus Christ. So these are his last words. And as a pastor, I have got to experience and witness many people say their last words to their family and to their friends. So imagine these are the last words for you. What I have discovered that very seldom do things like uh, sports and weather or trivial matters come up when we speak our last words. What would be your last words to the people that you love? So with that in mind, let's take a look at two things that Paul wants to say to them before he leaves and never sees them again. The first one is found in verse 23. He writes, And now I entrust you to God and the message of his grace that is able to build you up and give you an inheritance with all those he has set apart for himself. Paul says, one of the last things I want to tell you about, remind you of, is this message of grace. I not only want to remind you of it, but I now want to entrust you with it because I'm not coming back here again. And you need to carry out this message of grace because it is this message of grace that is able to build you up. Does anybody hearing my voice today want to be built up? Yeah, I know I do. And it is grace, once it is captured, that can build you up. The law tears you down and it reminds you that you're never enough, but the grace can build you up and give you an inheritance. And I have learned in my journey that learning to live in grace is an art form. It's an art form to learn to receive the grace of God and it rocks as a way of life and it is truly the way of life that builds you up in such an awesome way. So that's the first thing he wants to say. I want you to understand the importance of this message of grace which can build you up. The second and final thing he says is found in verse 35. He says, and I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. Say it with me. It is more blessed to give than to receive. He now turns his attention in his final words to these Ephesians leaders, to the call of the Christian to come alongside of people at their point of pain and helping them by working hard. And he decides to quote Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive, which is interesting because when you read through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we don't see that Jesus ever said this, right? So this is either one of the things that Jesus said that has been passed down orally, like John said at the end of his Gospels. There's lots of things that Jesus said and did that are not recorded. Or this is something that Jesus said to Paul personally, perhaps on the road to Damascus in Acts chapter 9, where he encountered Jesus for the first time. The last thing that rolls off the tongue of Paul before he leaves these people he deeply loves is to remind them that it is actually more blessed or you will be happier with your life if you are more of a giver 
than you are of a receiver. And we're told in the story that when he finished speaking, that the people just embraced Paul and they kissed each other and they wept. So what is the big idea or the big lesson that Paul is giving with these final words? If you're taking notes, write this down. Live in God's grace and live radically generous lives. Live in God's grace and live radically generous lives. The first one is about what is growing inside of you, the grace of God. And the second one is what is coming out of you, unbelievable, generous living. The answer, if you are someone who has experienced God's grace, you will live radically generous lives, that it is automatically. If you get grace, you will live generous lives. And Paul is saying this is a healthy formula for the carrying out the work of the kingdom of God, and I entrust it with you today. I don't know about you, but this has certainly been my story I have now been following Jesus, thanks to Jesus tracking me down, for 48 years. And I can't even begin to imagine where I would be today if I had not encountered Jesus 48 years ago and where my life is at today. I can say, as testimony, he has built me up. Do I have a witness? Yeah, that's your story. Maybe for you, you you found... Uh, Jesus, he found you, and he pulled you out of a pit. Maybe your life was not going anywhere. Maybe you had made a mistake or a series of mistakes, and you thought your life was over. Then Jesus threw you a lifeline. He threw you an extra mulligan, and he built your life back up again. Maybe that has been your experience. If you are not giving out much, it's because you either don't get grace or haven't yet experienced it. But if you get grace, you will give generously. It will compel you. You will not be able to help yourself. It's interesting. When you go back to the Old Testament, when Moses is collecting the resources to build the tabernacle, the place in which God's presence would come down and dwell again, God told Moses to tell the people of Israel this about their generosity. He said, tell the people of Israel to bring me their sacred offerings. I love that. Their sacred offerings. Accept the contributions from all whose hearts are moved to offer them. We don't want to receive any offerings, God said, from someone who feels that they're obligated to or they're somehow buying favor from me. No, that's not what this is all about. Only take those offerings from a person who has experienced my grace and their hearts are moved. I don't know about you, but today my heart is moved and I'm not feeling overwhelmed or obligated. I'm feeling blessed. So this is Commitment Sunday. And if you're a Westsider, you're here today because you knew this was Commitment Sunday, right? This was Commitment Sunday. You could have sat this one out. Now, of course, I would have known because I take attendance with my eyes. But you, but you could have sat this one out, but you didn't because I believe you are overcome with God's grace. I know you. There's no way you could have kept yourself out of this room today and because you trust this church you trust this church because Jesus is the head of this church. Now, I could have said to you, 
You be generous or God's going to get you. God's going to zap you. We could have taken that tact. You didn't know I had the ability to do that, did you? I could have said, you be generous because of these poor children. We could have put up pictures of poor children, um, but we didn't. Even though Westside Family Church sponsoring close to 1,000 children around the world who are in desperate need of help and grace. I could have said to you, you be generous because of the kingdom ROI that when you give to Westside, you're going to get good return on your investment. And that is true. If you give your money to different things, it's likely you will experience little transformation. But if we collectively give it to the places we talked about last week, we will see return on investment like the reduction of homelessness in KCK by 75%. That's what happens with our collective giving. But that's not how I'm appealing to you today. I'm appealing to you from the grace of God and that you have experienced it. You have encountered it. You're overwhelmed by it. Someone said grace is this, God's riches at Christ's expense. If you're taking notes, write this down. Jesus lost everything to gain you. Let that sit with you. Be overwhelmed by it. Let it well up within you. So I want you to pull out your commitment card. Students, yours is blue. And uh, adults, yours is white. And um, you may have already written a number on the card. Or maybe you are about to write a number on the card. Or maybe you were a part of Advanced Commitment Night and you not only wrote it, but you've already turned it in. Here's the question before we engage in this sacred experience that I want to ask you. Does the number on this card truly represent that Jesus is number one in your life and you are boldly trusting him with unshakable faith? On November the 4th, we had Advanced Commitment Night. Uh, A few people, quite a few people actually decided to step out in advance to lead out with excitement and enthusiasm on this experience. And uh, you're getting ready to experience the same thing they did. And so we wanted to have an opportunity for you to hear from some of them as to what was behind their heart and their commitment. Take a look at this. Westside Family Church was birthed in 1976 with a group of 29 people. And in four years, Westside Family Church will be 50 years old. And I really believe that in these next four years, God is going to do exponentially more than we ever imagined or dreamed of. I really do believe that. And I think that 50 years from now, this is still all going on, I want you to imagine with me in your mind's eye that there's a gathering like this, and this time the people are putting your picture up. There's a lot of things I don't understand. There's a lot of things I don't know. But I have learned in my 70 years of life to trust in God. And I'm trusting in God here at Westside Family Church that this journey that we're gonna take through the unshakable 
is his leading, his idea, and I am all for it. And I am just praising Jesus that he spoke to our pastors and we're headed in the right direction. This is an answer to my 40-some years working in the uh, field of not only alcohol and drugs, but mental health. And I'm praying that I'll be able to see it firsthand to minister, to be part of this program. And I'm so excited and I praise God for it. Our heart one is just to, uh, I think, uh, share our testimony about what God has done for us to demonstrate our unshakable faith, how we're still standing, what God's doing in our lives. Um, and we're just ready to share that, to encourage someone else, but also to just demonstrate God's love outwardly for what he's doing in our lives. We can look back in our life and see so many times that God was so faithful to us. And so we're just believing and trusting and just have this faith that God's always gonna take care of us. So we love you, Jesus. Thank you so much. <laughs> We've had the blessing of having the Lord communicate with us a few times at key moments in our lives. And no matter what the situation, the message has always been pretty simple. It's been trust me. So that's really at the heart of what we prayed about and what we're committing to him, that we're committing to trust him with all of this resource and what he's gonna do with it. numbers before were numbers that we could do without him. Yes. And the number that he gave us walking in tonight, we cannot do without him. So we're excited to see where he takes us. So, yes, it is. Yay. You cannot outgive God. Amen. 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 There you go. That is so exciting. Those people, as you saw, quite a few people let out already and now it is our opportunity it is our turn to do just that and one of our biggest prayers has simply been 100 percent engagement if 100 percent of our people are engaged uh, god's going to make this thing turn out exactly he wants our hearts more than anything he does uh, for those of you who are part of the advanced commitment evening, uh, we're going to ask you to go ahead and fill the card out again, an opportunity for you to once again participate in this so we could double your commitment. <laughs> Yay, man. Praise the Lord. No, no. There you go. Way to go, Ishmael. That's awesome, man. Um, no, we will not double count it, but we want you to participate in this worship experience. So go ahead and do that, and we'll make sure it's not double counted. However, you might be in a place where you're saying the number I gave on advance commitment uh, wasn't enough, and you might want to change it. I know for Roseanne and I, the number that we came up with was a pretty dynamic experience. We had prayed about it. We've come up with a number, and then the day of advance commitment, uh, something happened. First of all, the number we came up with came out of a heart of number one, uh, of just a desire to just demonstrate to God our gratitude for his grace in our life. We just wanted to say thank you to him. Yeah. Number two, we wanted to say thank you to Westside because Westside, four and a half years ago, began the journey of restoring our confidence in the local church. We had lost that. 
and because of your amazing grace to us and to this city and to this world, you have restored something in us that the locusts had eaten. And this contribution to Westside specifically is a thank you to you. And third, we believe in the mission that we are about to embark on, that we're not just about trying to get more people here, but rather we're trying to go out there and meet people at their point of pain to get really good at loving people. And I believe that that's the mission that God wants his church to be about in 2022 and moving forward. I believe it with all of my heart. And then the day came for advanced commitment. We had our number and something happened where God blessed us on November the 4th in the morning. And I went to Roseanne and I said, Roseanne, um, uh, I don't think the number is big enough because of what God has just done. And she says, well, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to increase it. She says, well, Randy, you know that I'm never the one holding us back on giving. I want to give 100% of it away. <laughs> I said, we can't do that, sweetheart. You know? <laughs> she said, do what we want to do. And we, that day, uh, increased our number by two-thirds. We did. And uh, now God's going to have to show up because we're not giving out of our excess here. We're giving out of God promising to show up in our lives. So here's a couple of things that I want to say to you. Number one, what you're doing here today matters. It's going to take bold steps of unshakable faith to achieve this mission. And as you leave today and the weeks to come, I want you to think of all the rooftops and all the apartment communities because behind every one of those doors, there's a lot of pain. And God is calling us to proactively go to them that they might experience the grace of God. Number two, this commitment is your total commitment to Westside over the next two years. This is different than maybe some of the experiences you've had in churches where you give your tithes and offerings, and then they're asking you to identify what you're going to give over and above that. This is your total giving. So as you're filling out the card, you take what you already are planning to give to Westside, or already have been giving, and then add this additional unshakable faith amount uh, for a total amount of giving, Okay. Number three, if this is your first time to commit to giving or maybe even giving to Westside Family Church, I'm so excited for you because you're getting ready to enter into this axiom of Jesus. It's more blessed to give than to receive. And I cannot wait to, to, to see the hilarious look on your face when you discover this new way of life. Fourth, uh, some of you are being challenged in this experience to give um, no longer just out of your excess, the leftovers, but truly a sacrificial, unshakable gift. This is what God's called Roseanne and I to do, and I know that's what he's called some of you to do, like the last testimony you saw on the video, and it's a faith commitment. And then finally, just practically speaking, if you don't want to fill the whole thing out, the only thing you need to fill out is this bottom line that gives your total amount. So this is the moment. And our band is going to take a few moments to just uh, play some music and give you just a few moments for your final thoughts, maybe prayers if you're sitting next to family members and say, okay, is this the number that, we've, that we want to do or, or in the last moment, uh, do a frazy move and up it a little bit. Um, I'm going to leave that up to you. For those of you watching online, you can click on the link to get to the commitment card or go to unshakable.church slash commitment. And, um, and then I'll be back in just a few moments and give us further instructions as we enter into this wonderful experience of worship. 
So Father, right now in this moment, we invite you to speak to us as we open up our hearts and minds to you for the mission you've called us to out of this grace that we have encountered. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to ask everybody to stand to their feet here at uh, South Sanctuary and our Speedway campus. Those of you watching online, I remember my first year here because what we're about to experience is not completely new for Westside. We have a tradition around Thanksgiving of giving a Thanksgiving offering for now to the end of the year. This is a little bit larger. It's the next two years. And and the leadership team said, yeah, and then you just call everybody to come up and they'll make their commitment. I go like, dude, what if no one comes? And I'm standing up there. They said, just stand up there. And I couldn't believe the heart of everyone coming. And if you were here, you notice I just fell apart because I just wasn't expecting that. And that's what I mean by you restored something in me. I believe in you and I, I know what God has done in your life. So here's what we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna invite you to come up these middle stairs when you're ready, and our uh, deacons will give you a red 
a Sharpie marker, and you'll come up and you'll place your commitment card in the basket next to the cross. And then all the crosses are made up of Jenga blocks that we have been collecting over this entire season uh, that include the names of people in black that we have identified that if we were successful by God's grace, these are the people we are praying are going to be healed, whether it's spiritual healing, physical, emotional, mental, financial, relational. So these are the people. And we're inviting you, just like our students did on Wednesday night, with this red marker, place your name somewhere on this cross as a signal that you are in for not only giving to the mission, but being a part of God experience, of these people experiencing healing. So when you come up, you write your name, and then our deacons will be up here to collect your marker. And then when you go down the sides, there will be the communion elements to take back to your seat. And, uh, and then we'll come out and uh, take it together as a family. Now I'm gonna invite Roseanne, my wife, to the stage. There's a spiritual principle in the scripture that I basically say is speed of the leader, speed of the team. And so it is our intent to go first. God receive these gifts from our heart, a heart of gratitude. In Jesus' name, amen.